he was cooking his own burgers in France and baked beans and corn. So he, he was like, seeing what you guys eat, I get why you pray beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help going on the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, sign up for our newsletter, get exclusive updates and content, pick up some sweet, sweet merch, and interact with us. The question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie. To help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing Stillwater. It was released July 30th, 2021. It was written and directed by Tom McCarthy. It stars Matt Damon, Camille Cote, Lilo Ciavo, Abigail Breslin, Deanna Dunnigan, and Adira Zuli. A father travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who's in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. We are about to dive deep, so if you haven't seen this movie, time to pause now. If you want to avoid spoilers, go watch the movie. Come back, pick up where you left off, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Let's dive deep. If you have watched our spoiler free, you know that this might be a, a downright entertaining as hell episode. To some people, more entertaining than this movie. But let's jump in. I'm actually going to kind of sit back. Everybody knows I'm going to say right now, I loved this movie. I thought it was, in fact, I'll venture to say that this might be one of the best movies we've watched this year, in my opinion. So we'll that talk bar's about that. not very high, though. Let's, oh, let's... I, underst- I understand that. No, the best movie we watched this year so far is A Quiet Place 2. So pack yeah. up your bags, JJ. Get the fuck out of here. I did say one of. I didn't say it was the best. Oh, I said one okay. of the best. I apologize then. Yeah. That was that was harsh language. Wow, one of like the three good movies we've seen. I went back and looked at what we've seen. There hasn't been that many good movies this year. No, there's not. Which is why this movie was able to climb to the top very quickly. But I loved it. But I'm going to open it up. I I know there's a lot to talk about. And I'm sure a lot of people want to grill me as to why I love this movie so much. But I'm going to kind of open it to the the group and see kind of what you guys thought. And and, uh, see, let's get this conversation started. I'm going to open up with what I, one of the things I really did like in this movie. I think JJ said it earlier, the character progression. And most specifically, I liked Matt Damon's, what's Matt Damon's character's name again? Beal. Bill Baker. Bill, that's right. Bill Baker and Maya. Um, I really like the like the basically the daddy daughter relationship and how it, it just continued. And there's points where it, it made me smile. It made me feel happy for them. And I will say, it takes great acting to be able to do that to make something that believable for me. And that was something I did say in the spoiler free. This movie, as expected, I would expect Matt Damon to knock it out of the park for his role. He felt like he was from Oklahoma and he felt like he was a troubled soul that didn't belong in France, but somehow found his way and found people that cared about him as well. For me, that's really what got me through most of the latter half of this movie because there wasn't a lot else that I was really captivated by, but I really did like that relationship. I don't know if there's a lot of other positives I'm going to be bringing to the table, but I did think that was a very bright note for this movie. Okay, so I think one of the... While we're talking about like the relationships, I did enjoy the very polarized relationship between a liberal French <laughs> theater actress <laughs> and a oil rig driller from Oklahoma. That relationship should not have worked. I no. don't think <laughs> it shouldn't have. And I loved it. Like, and especially like when she's introducing him to her friends and shit, like one of the best moments in that movie and listening to Javier laugh at it. Cause I was surprised to be honest at how much, Javier and I at least were laughing. Like I couldn't hear Ian because we had quite the group with us. So I couldn't. But, but Javier, that's fair. But Javier <laughs> and I were like giggling quite a bit during this movie. Like there were a lot of parts where we were laughing, which for such a kind of overtoned, morose movie, like I was surprised. And it wasn't forced, much. right? Like no. I didn't feel like it was out of place humor, which was no. good. You do you own a gun? Yeah. <laughs> I own two guns. And he's all serious about it, not realizing that they're making fun of him. Like yeah. <laughs> Two guns, even better. Yeah, and I love that he's got his hands up, like forming <laughs> pistols with his finger and thumb. It was, that was great shit. I was giggling so hard. Yeah, there was lots of moments. And to Madsen's point, like the, the relationship between Maya and Bill, a lot of funny moments. Like And like the part where her mom, and I can't remember the mom's name, but like where 
she was she was telling her friend yeah him and maya like he talks a lot to maya and she pretends to understand what he's saying and it's really cute like i was just like i really enjoyed that dynamic of how he was trying really hard to make up for and do it he said it to his daughter at one point abigail breslin's character that i'm just trying to do it right you know because he didn't do anything right when it came to her and her you know the the marriage that he was in with her mom and everything else that was there so it was just one of those things must be very low because i feel like kidnapping someone while you're babysitting uh is not doing it right in any world even in france why didn't he just cut the dude's hair and then leave him because that's all he needed for dna (laughs) yeah but he didn't know that he's a dumbass and the dude would have taken off and he wanted him in jail yeah, he and thought he needed him. He feels better that he had him kidnapped in his basement, and all of a sudden that's going to be better in the police. I, I, well, I no, I, I and I and I think that's what I I when we're I mean we're jumping right into this part. So I I think for me like that's one of the things that I loved is he claims throughout this whole movie I'm a dumbass like I don't understand like I don't know what I need to do. All he's trying to do is help his daughter get out of jail and make things right with her as best he can. And to him, he needs to replace her time in jail with this kid because and if he has this kid, she stands a better chance of getting out of jail. I think if he wasn't this dumb hick from Oklahoma, roughneck dude that doesn't know anything about the law and has no help, the lawyer doesn't want to help. All she's done is tell him, you know, you're fucked. There's nothing we can do and I'm not doing anything for you that he would have just cut the hair and walked away because it wouldn't have ruined the relationship that he had. And that was to me, it was like this moment of, you know, he doesn't want this guy here because he's putting his relationship with Maya and her mother at jeopardy. But he can't just turn his back on his his daughter either. So he's kind of in this really shitty situation of I've got to do best best for both. And how do you make that choice? You let your daughter sit in prison for two more years is what Uh, you do. No, it would have been four more years. No, she got released. This movie is like four months long. No, it's she's already been in for five years when this movie starts. Yeah, she gets released. She gets released at six years. So it would have been three years. She so you let her sit opportunity for release in six years. There's still a parole hearing. No, it's a nine year sentence. Yes. With the opportunity of release in six. Yeah, okay. Then you let her sit in prison for for a year, three years max. That's what you do. For something that she didn't do? She did, though. But she did. (laughs) But did she? She didn't murder anyone. Dude, ordering a hit on someone, even accidentally, is a crime. uh, Is it, though? Yes! What do you mean, is it, though? Dude, I promise you. She paid someone to go to her apartment to get rid of her girlfriend. And the dude interpret that as kill her. Yes, that's a crime. Dude, I promise you in this country, that girl would have gotten off. No. In this country, but not in, in, no. in American and France. No way that was going to fly. Absolutely, no. she gets uh-uh. off. If she tells that lawyer the truth, that she gave this guy a necklace to get this girl out of the apartment, he took it upon himself to murder her due to a language barrier? She gets off. No, 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 no. If she called the police and the police showed up and murdered someone, she would get off. You don't find some underground street rat in a bar and pay him with a gold necklace and claim I didn't know he was going to kill someone and then get off. To your point, she's a and in this country, she's a privileged white girl from America. She's not privileged. She's from Oklahoma and not in France. The conversation that the teacher uh, had was oh, like, yeah, she's yeah. a privilege. Well, then the odds were in her favor then, right? If she tells the truth, in which she did not, because she was yeah. afraid that she was going to go. dumbass. But I'm not saying she's not. And I'm not saying that there's not a lot of situations, which is also why this movie was so tense to me, because you find out things as you go through this story that go, this whole fucking situation could have been avoided if things were handled differently. But they're all in this but shitty saying, situation. To answer your question, what do you do? The do, his daughter in jail was like, "I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm yeah. just serving this prison sentence. I'm finding peace." And uh, he didn't have to ruin his life. But by the time, well. but by the time she says that to him, he's already got the dude in the basement. 
Oh, is that true? Yeah. No, I thought it was before. No. I'm pretty sure it was before. No, was before. she's he it was the day after. Then you go home and you let him go. Oh fuck. I let me ask. Okay, so Asen, 10 20 years from now, goes to France, uh-huh. gets put in jail for murder. And as far as you know, as a father, yeah, he I'm didn't not kidnapping it. someone. Javier. I'm not. I'm not kidnapping someone because my son is in jail. Given the opportunity, in a French jail, if he was in a Russian gulag, that might be different. <laughs> well, Russian gulag, you're not going to get the chance to kidnap someone. <laughs> I is Javier going to kidnap someone in the United States? Right? Like, I feel like that's. I don't know. I'm going. Would, I mean, in his defense, that that French dude went down with one punch. He couldn't have been easier to kidnap. I mean, the dude ba- weighed like a buck fifty soaking wet. <laughs> Matt Damon's character was probably 220, 230 pounds and just hey, Javier, and punched him downhill. Him sure, yeah. Boom. Yeah, and he didn't see it coming. Square in the jaw. Yeah. I. But I, I don't know. Like for me, like I think about if it was my daughter and I fully believed and then in the situation where he has done nothing very good for her at all in his in her life in his life i i find it very believable that this man would go to whatever length to get his daughter out of jail i just found that very believable no, and i, I don't think too. it's a stretch i don't think, think it's a stretch either like, right? i just would have done it differently and that's fine and i'm not saying that that's not, i'm not and saying that i think he should have done it differently it. i think you could have a very happy ending to the story if he wasn't well, a dumbass <laughs> He could be banging a French chick right now, but no, he's back in Oklahoma in his trailer. Well, and I think if you were to ask him now, would he do it differently? He would say yes, he I would. I think what you're saying, JJ, is with, and it goes back to, I called this, I have to say, I've called this movie trash, and the biggest reason for me is if they'd shortened this by 30 or 40 minutes, I think my attention would have been captivated more. Does this movie present interesting moral conversations? It does, but I wanted it to be just in a shorter time period. That being said, I think this what we're currently talking about is it presents an interesting conundrum. Let's say he didn't, he let his daughter go at peace. Like she was saying, Hey dad, I'm coming to terms with this. And in his eyes, he's like, okay. And I've got this great life, but in the back of his head, he always knows was, is there more that I should do? Could I could do more? I'm her dad. Like she's still sitting in prison. I'm here enjoying this great life. And when I haven't been a good dad to her, did I contribute to X, Y, and Z choices that she may or may not have made? I think that's that's the conundrum he would have been living with even in this potentially happy life that he didn't have to disrupt. But he chose to fix everything in his life like he was doing with his relationship with Maya, but also trying to do that with his daughter. So again, this all makes sense to me. And I think it's cool that we're debating how he should have done this. Those are markings of uh, a movie that presents interesting plot and, and deviations, which I really like. But again, the reason I was so annoyed with this movie overall, it just took a long time. I feel like there's parts they could have shown me that were progressing, but edited it to be shorter, and I would have been more captivated as an audience member. And that's not, it doesn't even have to be more interjections of like pistol action scenes or whatever, but just there's parts that they could have cut down. Like There's a scene I remember her, the, the daughter riding in the car as they were going up into the mountains and like just getting out of the vehicle and, and all these shorter scenes, cut some of that down for me and get to these great moral decisions. That's what made this movie interesting, but it was these parts in between that I, as a viewer, felt were lagging. I will agree with that. I think in the, there's a part in the second half of the movie where it slowed down for me. So I agree with Matson to an extent that it was a little long-winded. I could see that. I guess my question is, so for the example that you gave, Mattson, if we had been, and I think I know the answer for you, but I'm curious to see about everybody else. But if the driving part where she, which I didn't know this, which was pretty cool that in France, after a certain time, they actually, as part of an integration back into society, they let you out for a day, supervised by someone who takes basically responsibility for you. So she, his daughter gets out and is with him after they have an estrangement and a further estrangement. And she's driving this truck up to a place that I'm assuming that she and Lena, her, uh, the person she was accused of killing went to. And there is some moments where he's like kind of sitting there and they're driving and some quiet moments. It, for me, I think if they had cut that, cause I don't, I don't disagree that they could have cut around that to where she gets into the car to drive and then they cut and they're on this Island. Right. Or they're this shoreline, the Rocky shoreline. My fear would have been that I would have been 
I think I would have been annoyed by a what would have felt like a jump cut where I'm like, yeah, but wasn't there a conversation that happened in between that? And then I laugh because this guy didn't have any conversations yeah, in depth, right? But I think for me, that's the part where while I understand, I disagree. I like those moments because it continued to reinforce that this guy doesn't talk much. And even in a situation where he's with his daughter that he's been forced to go to France for the last five years when he can and sit in a prison cell or a visitation cell in a prison to talk to her. The only time he's been very talkative was in that prison visitation center that you see. Once she's outside and they're driving around, he's run out of things to say. He just sits there and lets her do her thing. So for me, that quiet contemplation between these two and the fact that she's probably awkward or maybe she loves that he's quiet again. So I like that. And I just wondered... to me, would it have felt jump cutty? Would we have been complaining about jump cuts if they had done that? No right or wrong. I'm just curious. Well, and I, I'm going to try and get this in phrase kind of be in Barky, but yes, I like, yes, I would say this movie was long, but I feel like from watching it from my point of view, everything that was in there had a purpose. So it didn't feel like these moments could have been shortened or because I felt like they added to the characters, developed them more, show how they went or how they handled different situations. So yeah, it was long, but I didn't feel like there was unpurposeful just filler in the movie. To be honest with you, the thing that I look back on and, and was confused by and felt like was unnecessary other than tried to be forced tension was this whole police situation where he goes, this guy comes to him basically and says, if you give me $12,000, I'll find this guy, get a DNA sample, and then use my powers of persuasion as a former police officer to get this reevaluated. How was he going to get some dude's DNA legally? Yeah, I mean, well, he he wasn't. I guess that's my opinion on that. Like, Then what's like the moral there. high ground that he's taking? He's like, I'm a former uh, exactly. cop. Exactly. And for me, like, that was the thing is, okay, so he goes and does half of the job that you wanted him to do gets the dna sample and then like and, he screws him yeah and your big issue is because he tells the wife you have a bait like kind of warned her in an indirect way yeah like i i was really confused by and i'm sure that someone had reported this kid missing maybe i don't know i think there were questions that i had around that that i felt like to me that didn't add anything to this story other than tension i think if he had shown up just this former cop had shown up looking around, not grilling Maya, because I'll be honest, like the whole cop grilling Maya really pulled, it was the moment that pulled me out of this movie because if I'm that mom, I'm fucking knocking that cop on his ass. Exactly. She's like, no, you want to come down to the station? Yeah, we'll refuse your questions here in the station, anywhere you want. Pick the location. We'll refuse you interrogating a nine-year-old. Yeah, you're either with a nine-year-old and a minor, and I'm sure in France it's the same way. You don't get to speak with her alone period. Either I have to be there or the lawyer, in which case this question's not getting answered regardless of what you want. And I was so irritated by her not stopping this cop, especially from being a douche nozzle and saying, I'm going to know if you're lying. Fuck off. No, you're not. You don't get to say that. You don't get to manipulate a child that way. You don't want Bill to go to jail, right? Fuck you. If you lie to me, Bill's going to jail. Is it this movie? Because I thought the the cop situation was kind of confusing to me. But going back to the timing focus, if there were some areas that they could have nipped a little bit and expounded upon, maybe the cops didn't know there was a missing persons report or there was more to that conversation they showed us around that large table when they were all smoking and drinking. That part to me could have been a little bit more intriguing, but I felt like they had to kind of get to the end a little bit. And that's where... I think I go back to show me a little less of some parts and I don't know all those parts that they could do, but they were there. Show me a little bit more of that. Cause that was an intriguing part, but like you, JJ, I w- it started to jump a little bit. I was like, well, well, why did we have to do things exactly this way? Tell me a little bit more why they were all having the conversation at the table. Did that cop that had the DNA bring it up? And then they were re-talking about it. Did they know there was a missing person? There's just a lot more I had to jump to, to then go through that interrogation scene. But the way this movie ended, I mean, I will say I, I, I do appreciate realistic endings, but I felt like if they cut a little bit other spots, that could have been very, it was tense, but it could have been even more tense and in a way that I understood more fully as a viewer. Yeah. So to shit on that a little bit more, JJ. <laughs> so this, this ex-cop thinks that he's got some dude chained up in his basement. It takes him like three days 
to yeah. get the cops over there. So he's clearly not that concerned about it. Or the cops clearly aren't that concerned about it. Right? Why does it take multiple days well, to get there? Well, they say that because they always bring up in this movie about the the refugees, the Arabs, like, and they're trashing on them themselves. And it, it just, yeah. I don't know. I just say the racist French dude was hilarious to me for some reason. He he's like, you guys get it? Freaking yeah. Mexicans. And I was like, that is funny. I leaned <laughs> over to Javier in that moment, and we were both just laughing our asses off. I was like, see? <laughs> You're always the problem. <laughs> I'm always the problem. Get my people, dude. <laughs> so great. <laughs> to answer your question, Javier, and to kind of lean into what you were saying there, Matt, and I think the reason for the table conversation is I think this former cop was fine doing – there was nothing given by Bill that made him think that – I think he implied that there were some issues and that there was something illegal going on that he had this kid wherever so that he could replace him sure. because he – that you don't have to find him. I already have that taken care of. But I think the conversation around the table with all the cops and then this former cop was to show that he was feeling a level of guilt about being obviously not a real good citizen. He's making people pay for him to go out and do some work because he's qualified for it. Now he's got this fear of what did I create? I gave this guy hope. Now he's gone out and found this kid. Is he keeping him? Which drew him to go there. And then the whole situation where he wasn't able to figure anything out so i'm going to send the cops they're going to be able to get further so if this guy's got this kid kidnapped whatever or harmed these guys will figure it out to me that's the progression that it went through but i didn't need it for me the tension would have been there if this guy had shown up to try to find him himself he has a conversation with maya has a conversation with mom mom comes out there's enough tension of oh fuck what happens if he gets caught and then it that leads to mom being able to find out that this guy kid's down here which is no matter what you do going to lead i don't need the shitty interrogation of maya for me to find it very believable for this mom to tell him to get fucked because she yeah. just put you know what i mean that's that's the tension is him sacrificing that relationship exactly. not getting arrested which which daughter is he gonna end up doing 100% uh, doing his best for and which one is he going to have to sacrifice or have a chunk of that relationship missing that's the part that intrigues me and that I'm really bought into in this movie I don't give a shit about these cops in fact like I said that 15 20 minute segment pulled me out so if, for me if I was going to edit anything out I want to change around this whole cop scene which cuts 10 to 15 minutes off this movie I will say I will say that I think it, it's Virginia, right? That's the Virginia, wife, Virginia, Virginia. I think it kind of, for me, solidifies her character of like, she saved his ass. Yeah. Right. And like at her own expense. So I think it really solidified that she does love him, but oh, yeah. she's choosing Maya over. She's choosing protecting Maya over him. And that is heart wrenching too, yeah. right? Like she's aiding and abetting a kidnapping. And so I think the one, the, like the big good thing that comes out of that is like making that her kicking him out even worse. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy to me. Like you have these two parents who have chosen their own daughters over, over the each people other. That they love, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is just, it's so, like you said, it's so heart wrenching when that whole situation happens. Yeah. That, and that's what I love about this movie. Like there, it's the, real life decisions that i'm like ooh, which where would i go would i make a different decision would i fucking rip this guy's ass but because all ended technically well do you try to continue on with this relationship yeah everyone's out of jail everyone's living yeah. their life like this is honestly the type of ending that we wish the tomorrow war had oh, remember we were discussing no, yeah like they had the opportunity to have this type of ending and they just like kicked it to the curb and got shot up a bunch of aliens. Yeah. Like, this is like, I know I'm complaining about it, but I do like that said, I do enjoy these types of endings because they're natural con consequences, right? Sure. They're real and no, they I mean, suck. This is why you go to <laughs> movies, but I felt like I was more, norm more of a normal movie goer. And I tried to put myself in those shoes where it just felt really long to me. And, that doesn't mean the what this movie presents from a moral construct and thought-provoking discussions. This movie had a fair bit of that, but albeit give me a little bit shorter, a little bit more condensed, and I think I would have been there a lot more mentally. Honestly, Adam. the antithesis to this antithesis, yeah, uh, yeah is it. F is F9, right? <laughs> Where it's just a <laughs> bunch of action pieced together, with and there's no, no real, with no point, yeah, nothing to sew it together. Yeah, 
So it's like, I would much rather have something a little bit slower, good acting, like thought through characters and, and plot progression than something like F9. Well, I didn't review F9 with you guys, but I haven't seen it because of you oh, guys and I know I won't like it. Don't watch and, it, dude. It's I terrible. Ian, I think Ian said it best is that I, I am trying to find, even when I'm saying condense it down, did this movie feel forced in any moment? It didn't. It felt like a natural progression. Oh, I've got one. I've got one that felt but, forced. And maybe there's something that I, I can't remember, but I would say overall it didn't feel like that. But again, I, and to JJ's point, I, and with the whole jump cut fear, I think a great director, producer, that's their job to understand, does this movie, because we do hit movies really hard sometimes for being too long or too short. I'm one of those people today where give me, a little less so i enjoyed a little bit more but i'm curious to hear what javier feels as a fluff point because i don't remember any off the top of my head but i'd love to hear one the fluff point for me in the indie film was the trump joke <laughs> they they had to try right <laughs> that's true <laughs> i was like that was the most forced part of this whole movie i'm like I get your audience. Your audience probably loves that your audience isn't some dude from oklahoma right <laughs> I did love, though, the moment when this poor French guy felt like stymied when they both because he's like, do you vote for Trump? Nope. Nope. And they're both like, oh, shit. I didn't vote. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> vote. Oh, fuck. Why not? Because I'm a criminal. I I'm a felon. <laughs> Which yeah. can I go on a slight rant here? Sure. I would love that the group of people that have been most fucked over by the government would be able to vote. I want felons to vote because they've got the most motivation to change the system. So I would love to see those people voting again. I'm sitting in my ivory tower, not having committed any crimes, being like, well, the system ain't broke. Literally, the system is broken in my favor. And uh, I just would like to see some felons voting again. That's all. Welcome to my TED Talk. I did. I did like the, well, it made me snicker the point when they came home and had the little press conference, which I, I do think they could have just cut that oh. out and shown like the house thing. But with the politician being like, I told you we were going to bring her home, but it did make me laugh because I was like, that's such a politician thing to say. Such a politician would say that. But what, what made me snickers, we all knew like, no, nope, you didn't do literally anything, but you're claiming credit for that. But that, that little window, I think you could have just brushed into the house scene, welcoming her home there. But it did make me snicker. Yeah, that part. I did like the, sorry, last last thing. Oh, no, no. There was like a cinematography change from when he was in Oklahoma to when he was in France. Like France is like brighter, mm -hmm. like more colorful. And you saw that, I saw that transition better at the end when he goes from like blue water, bright sun France to just drab Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really good transition between like how happy he was in France, even though he was there to save his daughter, to just how miserable he was. And he kind of mentions that he's like, everything looks different now. Nothing's yeah. the same anymore. And I'm like, that's, again, like another heart-wrenching part that I think they did a really good job with. So the other thing that to kind of build on that, Javier, because I love that you picked that up. The, the other thing is before he meets Virginia and Maya, you don't see shots of outside france like outside of buildings france except for the ghettos and the hotel outside of the hotel the drab colorless buildings oh interesting and but once he meets virginie and my especially maya that's when you start to see the scenery shots the beautiful parts mm -hmm. of marseille like they really do a good job of showing that this guy changes from Someone that, and they mentioned at the beginning of the movie when he's in Oklahoma, someone says about him, he just does the same shit. Like he's a creature mm -hmm. of habit. He doesn't do anything different. Dude comes home with like, what was it, Sonic? And the probably, Disgusting. and I think I said to you, it's probably yeah. the same exact meal mm -hmm. he gets every night. He just he rattles home. off that order every yeah. single night, turns yep. on to the same channel, sits at the same table at the same chair. But like he meets Maya and he's learning French. Yeah. It's a huge deal for someone like that to try to learn another language. Like, I know people sure. like that. I have family in Wisconsin, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so for him to go out of his comfort zone to speak French poorly, like super poor, yeah. like, I don't speak French, but that sounded terrible. Yeah. It's like huge character progression. Like, that is a huge deal. Well, and to enjoy it. Like, he didn't yeah. know what the hell she was saying half the time, but he was, they were both perfectly happy being in this room together, not knowing probably more than a tenth of what the other was saying oh my gosh guys yeah. i'm like getting all teared up right now i freaking <laughs> i hate this movie it's rough like, the part where she kicks him out 
And oh. Maya refuses to say bye. And then Virginie forces her to go say bye. And they're like holding each other and just sobbing. Yeah. I was like, that's when I thought of Asen. I was like, if something happened and I like got kicked out of my house and I had to say goodbye to Asen forever, I that would be it. Like I couldn't go on just living normally. You know? Yeah. That's Jeez. rough. Nothing looks the same, as he says. I think that's what this movie does super well at is making you feel different things. Because I look at moments like that, but even uncomfortable moments, it makes you feel like being in a foreign country, not speaking the language, like it brings some tension and uncomfortableness through that first part, even with characters like the racist guy, like you just have that same scoff outrage that Virginie had. So I think it does a really great job at making you feel a range of emotions. Um, that's actually that a really, that was a, that's a really good point because they translate the French for most of the movie, but there are parts that they don't translate. Like when he's in the ghetto and the dudes show up on the moped and JJ's like a French motorcycle gang. <laughs> and they start speaking to him in French. They don't translate the first like 30 seconds of it. So you really feel like, oh shit, I'm in the ghettos of France. And I don't know what these people are saying to me. And then they start translating it. Uh, that's a really good point actually that I didn't catch. Just to like add that super quick, um, this is probably the most damaged I've seen Matt Damon in a movie. Oh, yeah. When they started fighting, I was like, oh, here's Jason Bourne. And like, no, he blocks a punch and then just gets like sucker punch and just the shit beaten out of him. So there was a moment in this movie, speaking of poignant moments, that so after they, the whole cop saga, and I think this is where. My, my I really got frustrated with the cop part because right after that, there's a scene where he meets with this lawyer, Lamarck, where she's been shutting him down for most of the beginning of the movie over and over and over. Won't even meet with him, sends her little paralegals and other people out to talk to him and shut him down. And then she meets with him, instigates the meeting in a restaurant and is telling him we can get her out. We can get her out. And then he stands up and he's just himself. He's just dry. But at this point, he's already been kicked out. He's back in the mm -hmm. <laughs> what was the Holiday Inn in France, right? So, and she says, you know, this is the best possible thing that could happen yeah. to your family. And he just goes, "I know, ma'am," and then walks away. And you could just see that this man got everything that he started out to get in the beginning of this movie, mm -hmm. but he is absolutely crushed by what it took for him to get that. And it's just, oh, uh, and I, Casey laughed because I just let out, and I'm sure you heard Javier, I, was, I just let out this big sigh mm -hmm. when he said that. And Casey's like, that was a big sigh. And I'm like, that moment just ripped my guts out for this man because what a shitty thing. You got, you got your daughter out, successful campaign after four months of just, you know, pain at the same time a new life and you're being successful at it up to that point. And now you've given all that up for this moment. Oh God, it just tore me to shreds, man. Dude, that has the same energy of that Bo Burnham song. Do you guys ever listen to Bo Burnham in high school? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know that song Love Is, where he's like, oh, yeah. Love Is being a homeless guy searching for treasure in the middle of the rain and finding a bag of gold coins, but slowly finding out they're all filled with chocolate. Oh, <laughs> and even though your heart broke it, you can't complain because you were hungry in the first place. It's like, <sighs> my intention was to get my daughter out of jail. And this kind of sucks because I, yeah. I technically can't complain because this is, this was my original goal, but it cost a lot. Well, also, is this grandma loaded? Because they're like, grandma's just going to wire money. Like the I don't, movie. I don't think she's loaded, but I think I related to like social security, baby. Get it. Well, well that, and like, it's a different generation. Like that generation is one of the things about that generation. The greatest Pensions. generation is they known for, <laughs> yeah, no, they're known for being more frugal. So they tend to have, when they get into retirement, a lot more liquid assets and cash available to mm. them in that situation. Um, especially, and I hate to say it, but middle America, that kind of thing, like that's, they knew they worked hard and they did different things and saved so that they could retire and not do that. So I think that was the, the reason and i think mostly that whole character was to show that how big of a fuck up he really was up until that point so yeah but yeah i don't think she was loaded i just think she had enough funds to support in a certain kind of way but and one thing we don't dive into with bill too much is that like he talks a little bit about his wife who killed herself mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if i piece together where whether he became a screw up 
if he was a screw up before that and like everything that happened kind of led up to his wife's suicide or she committed suicide and then he became a screw up. I think it was a little bit of both is my interpretation. I don't or think he started he was... drinking because of her suicide and that he... like made it worse. Yeah, I don't I mean, it obviously wasn't around because that's a big thing with the roughnecks and the oil rig guys. They're gone for months and months at a time and then they come back. And so I think that showed that he was absentee to a certain degree being gone working. And I think the indication was that once she killed herself, he kind of went off the rails. Plus wasn't there. And there is as far as, and I don't know, cause I'm not an oil guy. I've never, but I've known a couple of roughnecks and there is a rampancy for alcoholism and drug addiction within that world because it is so difficult in a lot of ways, but, but they never actually, explain it in detail obviously. and i kind of dig that right sure. like because who's gonna just it, that guy would not info dump on someone no. like hey let me tell you my life story well and i think that was the other thing that i really enjoyed about this character is how consistent he was throughout like the biggest change for him is he was happier and you could see that he was happier through a number of ways the coloration of of the film and also the way that he you know was just having a conversation but at the end of the day this guy was the same character from front to back as far as his like habits and his mannerisms like he was quiet he was simple he gave information that was needed but never more than that and you know when so he I, got when he got back to his house did he order sonic i can't remember like at the end i didn't see it but it's yeah, I possible remember. i don't think so mm -hmm. i think it was just right to the party and then the conversation was just implied yeah. Okay. Just in blood. <laughs> like when Tony yeah. Stark got back from being kidnapped when he wanted a cheeseburger, <laughs> Bill Baker went to Sonic. Sonic uh, <laughs> got his co his his extra large Tony. I forgot about that. Hey, he was uh he was cooking his own burgers in France and baked beans and corn. Cool. So he, he was like, seeing what you guys eat, I get why you pray beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Oh shit. What I love the disgusted look she had on her face when he dumped the ketchup on Maya's plate. <laughs> and mixed it in. <laughs> Europeans hate ketchup. They hate it. Ketchup with spaghetti. That's yeah, uh, I hear that's a, a favorite over there. <laughs> yeah. So I did want to talk quickly. We've talked about the end a lot. And I think I don't usually love this dramatic or this drastic of a cut ending like i saw it coming when he was sitting there and he starts talking about she says it seems the same and he's like no it looks completely different nothing will ever be the same mm -hmm. and then it just cuts to black like i usually am not a fan of that but i actually in this case with you guys i loved it like i thought it was so in tune with this character and the fact that his life has completely changed and the fact that we recognize that because i think one of the things that it made me think about is how many movies go through this process of drama, you know, whatever it is. And then at the end, everybody's in either the best place possible and life's going to move forward. Like it's perfect. Or we're in the worst place possible, but there's like some semblance of hope for the future. Whereas in this one, it's God, it's rough to what? Cause he's like, no, I've got to learn how to re I've got to learn how to live again. And how am I going to continue to move forward? Because I have to look at the world differently now because of everything that's happened. And I just loved the, like you said, the consequences and the weight that's behind the last four months of this man's life, that it's completely changed his existence. And he'll probably never be the guy that does, that someone says he does the same thing every day again. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Which is, is interesting. And I like well, that, which I normally don't like those endings. That does make me think like, with the way it ends, you kind of have to make up your mind as to whether he does go on and become different or if he falls back into the same habits and routines that he was in before. It's a good point. Yeah, I do. I think I do like that ending because what's the alternative? The alternative sure. is he wins Virginia back. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this movie is now 20 minutes longer <laughs> and it doesn't have the same like gut punch oomph. You know, well, that's I what I he would. Like, I don't think he could. No, and he says, he's like, I can't go back. And you're yeah. right. Like, you probably can't even go back to France. Like, <laughs> if she sees you on the corner, she's probably going to kick you in the balls. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I think it's, yeah. No, I agree okay. with you, JJ. Like, that's, it's, yeah, it was a good, it's just not the ending I wanted. You know, like, no, I wanted, sure. I wanted him to be, be with Virginia. I wanted him, because Maya now has been abandoned by two father figures. Yeah. Right. And I don't think people are like, this movie is all about protecting Maya, right? But like, are they? You know, yeah. like she is getting attached to like these 
father figures and then they just leave. Like, what is that going to do to her in the long run? I don't know. I was thinking about Maya like the whole time. I was like, literally everyone else in this movie could die or serve time in prison. And so long as Maya's happy, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Right. (laughs) Well, and that is that character. Oh, my God. That little girl. She was so good. Yeah. Like Lilu Shivo. She speaks English, right? I don't know. I was I, so. I'm convinced she doesn't speak English. I she may but not. She, I'm sure she does. There's no way you get onto a Hollywood acting studio, whatever, and don't speak English, right? I, translators. I I don't know. I mean, I would assume that she does, but I have no I'm idea. Sure but yeah, she but. sure played that she didn't very well. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, she was. I like you said. I mean, she's my favorite part of this movie by far. By far. Like everything once she came into the movie like everything like circled around her and like i could give a shit if broken abigail breslin's character stays in jail for the next four years you know what i mean so i think that probably is my biggest gripe about this movie it's like i don't care about her like and i don't know how you guys felt but i was like honestly she could serve her entire prison sentence which by the way nine years for murder that is i could i could off all three of you and be out by the time i retire like that is chump change time to serve but i think part of it is because it goes back to the media and all the case and everything they didn't really exactly know if it was her but they were putting her in the can and had these maybe had the, the shorter sentence but javier you brought up one of the last things i want to bring up is i just didn't really care for her character as much so the more scenes that she was in like to me I don't know. I just, I liked the, the, the other part of Bill's life. And maybe there was a strategy behind that for us not to like her as much. And you liked what the new life Bill was building more so than his current daughter. But she didn't, I don't know. I just wasn't as captivated by her and her dad's relationship and, and like the other aspects of what this movie presented a lot more. And may, maybe, again, maybe that was by design, but I think they could have endeared us more to his daughter, Bill Baker's daughter more um, and strengthen that desires an audience member but again maybe that was a choice yeah i think it was Uh, i think it was one of those things because i think at the end of the day they wanted you to feel the way that at least we have talked about feeling that why chose the wrong daughter yeah exactly why did you choose and especially yeah i mean it's it's one of those things and i guess it goes to to the moment of i think for me the only moment that i really liked the daughter i guess there were two when they were at the, where she was swimming and like that conversation about how like you cut, she kind of intimated in that conversation that she was part of the problem. Like part of the reason it it wasn't as, as involved as you find out later with the whole Stillwater necklace, but that she felt like she was a big part of the reason that this girl died while she was right after she was swimming. But then at the end, right before the very end, when they're in the room and he calls her on it and asks, where's your Stillwater necklace? And she kind of breaks down and says, I'm a monster. And he has this moment where you're my daughter. I could never think that of you. Like, to me, that's the payoff of why I don't like this character, at least not even remotely as much as I do Maya. Mm-hmm. But it's it's in one sentence, the explanation of why he continued to fight for four months and gave up what he gave up in order to say, get her out of prison is that one line is no matter what, she's always going to be the most important thing because would it have changed though if she had told him that while she was in prison and he was living the great life that he was living is my question and he figured it out he figured it out while he had that dude chained up in the basement and she oh, he was did. right he figured yeah, out he didn't hold him he did like it he anyway like it was a point of no return where he had already kind of done this deed and he had to see it through but i guess my question is if he had known that before he had chained this dude up would he have operated differently I don't think so. What's that, Ian? I just said, I don't know that he does do that differently. Yeah. Yeah, I am with Ian. I think he does the same thing because he's a man of habit. He gets focused on one thing and he does it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And him and his daughter F things up. So that's what they're going to do. That's just uh, that's just the part of this movie that is so frustrating. Right. Because like she deserved to serve that prison sentence. Even if she didn't kill him, even if it was an accident, she wasn't innocent. Right. And so someone died because of her actions. And all she had to do was serve six to nine years in prison. And I, I'm, I'm not pro prison. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm pretty like you guys know my stance on that shit. But like Maya and Virginie and Bill, like all these people suffered because she lied to her lawyer. And she did some stupid stuff and she lied to her lawyer. Those are consequences that she should have to suffer, not Maya. Sure. 
I, I I can't disagree with you as much as I as much as I feel like, and for me it's it's a different. I know, and I still like the movie, and I still appreciate the ending. It's just no, no, no. I'm just saying, yeah. like I feel like for me it was like I thought differently because I feel like while I feel like she deserves to have some consequences, I still to this I will still always argue that I feel like she would have had less strong consequences if she had argued or had told the truth. Like I really feel like probably because even even if she'd said that yes I you know, gave him this, there was a misunderstanding, even if they, I mean, obviously she got nine years in France for murder. I mean, yeah. For assisted murder or like conspiracy. Murder. Yeah. That's what it would be. Would I not mean, be nine years. Get a year, two years. I, you know, she's done by now. If she tells the truth. So it's one right. of those compounding circumstances, things that I'm just like, that's so interesting. But she did mention like in jail, it's not about justice. Oh, right? for sure. I don't know. I think the justice system should be about justice. But. It should, but it's not. But I also like that they brought up the media, like the media. And it was and this one goes back to the whole Amanda Knox thing. You know, this the the case that this is similar to right where and by similar, I mean, an American in a foreign prison based on a murder that they didn't commit that the media like was the worldwide media was all over Amanda Knox. And they talk about how the, the media vilified, you know, this girl in this movie. and it. I think the media shouldn't be allowed to be anywhere near criminal cases except for to report cold, hard facts. But that's not the case. Most of the time, media now, especially in high profile cases, all sorts of weird ass opinions get thrown in and conjecture based on facts that are presented in trials. And, uh, you know, and it sways shit like that. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're a judge, if you're a jurist, there's no way to 100% avoid those things. Yeah. But, how do you, as a French juror, let an American go for killing one of your own. Right? Exactly. Like, how do you do that? Well, if based on how the rest of the French treated the Arabs, geez, what they called the Arabs, boy, I'm surprised they did put her away. Yeah, even though she was, because that was the the blatant, and I had no idea, and I did do some research yesterday because I was curious to see, and it is quite the racial issue in France with people of Arab descent. Man, dude, there's racism everywhere, oh, bro. Like. Absolutely. You have freaking middle-class white women being like white people, all their problem. If you go to Costa Rica, they hate Nicaraguans. They're totally. all Latin Americans. <laughs> yeah, like in our heads, they're all the same. They're all just Mexicans, right? Like <laughs> you've got freaking Latin Americans hating other Latin Americans. That, that like you've got Californians hating Texans. It's the same thing. Everyone hates each other. It's true. It's not just I just people. didn't know. I found it very interesting that that's a big problem in a lot of Euro European countries right now is the racism toward the Arab nations. Yeah. What an interesting movie. Very thought provoking. Do you want to rate it? Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Javier, why don't you kick us off, buddy? Oh, geez. Again? <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we start off with Matt since we could give it a one and I have some time to think about it. <laughs> there you go. Fair. All right. Fair enough. I will start us off with a rating. I haven't started a rating session. I did a lot of the spoiler free starts, but I'll start with this one. It's it's no mistake. I, I love this movie. Is it a perfect movie? No, I, I'm not going to drop a perfection on it because again, there were parts that I even, I thought could be cut out because I feel like they took away from the movie. They didn't add any value, but I feel like there was only one section for me that was that bad. And that was the police one that I talked about uh, outside of that. The acting was unbelievably good. I did some quick research while we were talking The Maya, the actress who plays Maya, Lilo Siebo, she's actually Italian does speak french italian and english oh so, shut up yeah Are you she for is. real yeah i what swear a, she's italian badass yeah awesome so this was also her first major acting role she's done little things but she where are they in, getting these child actors you know, i don't what? know uh, it's amazing so we had the freaking spy kids kids acting when we were watching movies <laughs> no shit and they're busting out no-name kids like maya who just slay it oh, she was she was uh, uh, fantastic she was the best part of this movie her and matt damon together were like this dynamic duo that just made you feel all sorts of crazy things that it really made this movie heartbreaking at the end and and uh, anyway i love movies that make me think and casey laughs she told the guys that we were with when we worked out this is a, a her movie and it's not typically a me movie and she's not wrong but this one was so well done to me. And the, the fact that I was, like I said, I was in the spoiler free. I was intense the whole time because I was like, how is this going to go? And the, the setup was there's no way that everything happens good in this movie. And you just knew. And I was like, what is going to be the 
the fallout from all of this, right? So when it happens, it hurts. But I think the subtlety, the character arcs, the character-driven nature of this movie, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I was enthralled. I didn't feel the length, though I won't lie and say, you know, if you're an average moviegoer, this probably isn't going to be your favorite movie. I'm not, I, Matson's not wrong about that. This is a slow movie. It's about characters. You're not going to get action scenes. You're not going to get a lot of the crazy shit that we've been reviewing over the last six, seven months. But if you're looking for something that's going to make you think and make you question what you would do in certain situations and how you would deal with things, this is a great movie to go see. And it's not pompous to me. It's not full of itself. It's just a downright simple movie that that tells a very complex story about complex people. So I loved it again, not a perfect movie, but I am going to give it a four and a half and I will definitely watch this again when I can. Javier. Oh, damn. Four and a half. Okay. Um, So I I did enjoy this movie. I agree with both Matson and JJ. I, it felt a little long at times and a little slow, but I think Ian's right that those were deliberately that way so that they could build character and set the stage Uh, for kind of the intense moments. I don't think the intense moments would have been as enjoyable without those kind of slower scenes. There's just a lot to unpack here. It's just a really well thought through movie. There's a lot to talk about. If you're paying attention to like the cinematography, like I think they use that really well to continue telling the story and elicit emotions. I think there's things to talk about, about like not getting wrapped up in a in a routine and and making sure you're trying new things from both sides. Like you have Bill from Oklahoma trying new things and you've got this French liberal chick dating a dude from Oklahoma, right? And like helping with this like murder trial. Like like all this whole movie is people like coming outside of their norm and doing different things and and experiencing life differently. And I think there's something powerful behind that message of you get so wrapped up in your day to day. And sometimes it takes something big or traumatic to take you out of that. But if you can be a little bit more deliberate, there might be something to find there. So really cool messages great acting like i think before we watch this movie i said i don't think i've really been disappointed with many matt damon movies and this is up there right like not a disappointment at all that being said it's not really my type of movie right <laughs> like <laughs> i was making fun of matson but like action is kind of action and comedy are definitely more my speed <laughs> so i probably won't watch this again I'm just quoting all of you guys because like ian said it's not it's a movie you watch and then you don't watch again right like you get it you, you got you got what you needed from it and and that's it. So I probably won't watch it again. Maybe it's one that I watch like years down the road when I really kind of forget the nuances of it. But I think I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give it a 3.5 and maybe I should rate it higher. I just like it was it did get a little slow and boring at times. So it was also awesome. And I hated it because it made me feel things. And I don't really like watching movies that make me feel things. <laughs> I, one of my favorite lines was standing in the parking garage and Javier says, that was a great movie and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up for me. It was a great yeah. movie and I hated it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. No. Ugh. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. All right. Matson. So as you guys are talking, one of my favorite movies we've reviewed that to me fits more of the genre was The Way Back with Ben Affleck. I mean, I've been yes. here. Why do I love that movie? Because I gave that movie a 4.5. I was close. To, in fact, I think I did give it a 5. I, take I gave back. it a 5, yeah. I loved that. Like, and that movie is it's similar in the sense of what that movie represented. It was a very realistic ending. It, there's no action in that movie in the sense of what the action we mean, like gunfighting, like suspense in, this, in that sense. It fit more of, it was a drama. It had, it, it, I don't even know if intense moments, emotional moments, I think is a better word. I love that movie and I'm trying to sit here and figure out what the difference is between those movies. I didn't love Stillwater. I was, I was, there's parts I was just bored. I wanted it to end earlier, but it, it's phenomenal acting, visually appealing. It tells a story that endears you to characters, but I still was just bored, but I, <laughs> I love the way back. And you know, I think part of the difference is because they interjected something else I really loved sport. And so I know I'm talking about another movie right now, but I'm trying to figure out what it was about Stillwater that didn't click with me. But at the end of the day, it just, it didn't click because I love movies that make me talk about moral things. And I think part of it was the person I was watching with Taylor, who has ADHD to the max, but sort of like pretty sure some of us that are reviewing right now have that as well. Um, And maybe if I'd watch it with someone like JJ was in the car with me and we could immediately talk about that afterwards and have those conversations. I love doing that with my dad. 
but I didn't have that in the person. And that person was clearly done with this movie like halfway through <laughs> because there wasn't enough to latch on to. And I think part of that affected me as well. And what I mean by that is I think if you're a normal fan of, of movies and you want to be entertained, you want to have a Hollywood ending and you want something that's going to captivate you a little bit more, I do not think this is the movie for you. But if you're someone that enjoys thought-provokingness, that can sit down and know this is going to be a little bit longer, but it's worth the investment, you can enjoy this movie. Yesterday, I was not that person. I wanted to be more entertained and have things that were maybe a little bit more forced upon me. I don't know. But because of that, I wasn't in watching movie mode with my dad where I was in like that the way back circle I was in. Please entertain me. Please give me something that feels a little bit happier for some reason. And I think more moviegoers are in this quadrant where they want something that, that doesn't necessarily feel like real life. If you want real life and you like those movies, this movie crushes it. But because of that, I'm giving this movie a two. It just didn't click with me. But it is a good movie for those people that want that. Is this movie probably going to win some Academy Awards and stuff? I'm, I'm sure it's going to. It's phenomenally well acted. Great scene. Uh, scenes and everything in the in it and whatnot but for me it was a two i will not watch it again all right ian bring us home yeah um so i'm trying to think of maybe some points that are a little bit different because you guys have said it all a lot um already but i think what i've loved about this movie is i can't think of another movie that has done as well at making a character develop but remaining true to himself and i think a lot of the characters in this do that where they they develop as people but they're still true to who they like are at the core. Um, and I think this movie did that extremely well. In addition to, again, making you feel things like this is not a, it, it's not an overly like intense movie in the way that things are going happening, but the way it's done builds that tension and, and makes you feel those emotions in ways that are more subtle. And it's just been a long time since I've seen a movie like that. With that said, I'm definitely not rewatching this because mm -hmm. I think I can only watch Maya and Bill break up one time. I, <laughs> yeah. I think I hit my quota on that because it does. It makes you that whole like middle portion of the movie endears you to these characters, like just to tear them away. And I don't like my emotions being manipulated by movies <laughs> like that. But yeah, it, it's a great movie. Go see it at least once. Give it a shot because it's worth seeing. I, uh, I was struggling because I'm, I'm right between three and 3.5. I, I think I'll go a 3.5. It was it was a solid movie. But yeah, that's me, 3.5. There it is. I think that's as, uh, like I said, I think that's as disparaging as, as we've been across the board. A two, two three and a halves and a four and a half. It's it's a wide margin of difference. Usually we're pretty close. This yeah, one, we don't. We're, we're all usually pretty close. Yeah. So I, very intriguing. Like I said, I and I love that we're different. I love that the, there's a lot of different perspectives on this movie. And, and uh, I think that's cool. So, all right. So with that, man, what a crazy movie. Next week, we're going way off script and going to a way completely different movie with The Suicide Squad. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Look, I'm looking very forward to it as well. And I, you know, I think after a movie like what we just watched with Stillwater, I think that what should be very lighthearted and, and crazy, mm -hmm. crazy fun will be nice because this movie is one of those ones that, like the way back that Mattson mentioned, was it, it's heavy. And so it's hard to, I don't want to do two of those in a row. So I'm kind of glad that, uh, yeah, the Suicide Squad's next. Well, I like that we were we were like, okay, we've seen so many action movies. We need to go see Stillwater and mix it up. And the one yeah. movie happens and we're like, all right, back to the action. Yeah, I, anyway, exactly. that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I was so glad that Stillwater and I was so happy because I know we were talking about there was some conversations about Jungle Cruise and I'm sure it's a fine movie, but I, I was looking for a break for the popcorn action film. So I was glad that Stillwater was there. And and I, I don't regret it. I think it was a great movie. And I, I think it was a fun discussion. It's probably one of the more entertaining, well-rounded discussions we've had about a movie in a long time because this movie afforded it. So really enjoyed it. Yeah, we're not having that discussion with Suicide Squad. No, right? you're not going to have any kind of like theoretical you know, yeah, it's just not going to happen. What if Deadshot didn't blow that dude's head off? <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, if, what if King Shark didn't swallow that guy whole? <laughs> so I am looking forward to seeing Harley Quinn on screen again, though. I'm always looking forward to seeing Harley Quinn on film. Can't go wrong with Harley Quinn. No, Margot Robbie's the best. Anyway, so tune in for that next week. Go check us out on the 
socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. Interact with us on our website. You can also send us an email, hosts at whatsourverdict.com. Sign up for a newsletter. We love to send out updates on what movies are coming during, throughout the month. Those of you that It's very helpful for me, that. too. When I don't yeah, listen no. during our meetings. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I started including all these guys. It used to be I didn't include them. Now I include them. I'm like, oh, we're doing free in two weeks that's good to know yeah so <laughs> it's fun we we send it out the first month in fact today i just got the email today that here's all of our movies for the rest of august so it's exciting times yeah we appreciate you tuning in thanks for listening we'll catch you on the next one bye-bye now cinemagic out